Hello and welcome to The Pulse. In tonight's show, one-man investment watchdog David Webb on why he published the ID card numbers of company directors on his website and then took them down again. We also have a profile of the online news site House News and we talk to a journalist from Afghanistan who's now studying in Hong Kong. First this week, there was another motion in the Legislative Council to launch an investigation into Chief Executive Lan Chongying. Meanwhile, one of his accusers, Yu Mon Hong, paid another visit to the ICAC. Hello 我們要去尊重這個過程的 it's no surprise that with the support of the pro-establishment camp in the Legislative Council, Chief Executive Lan Zhenying will not have to face any electrical inquiry transparent to the general public. However, that doesn't mean doubts about his personal credibility have been laid to rest. In fact, the administration itself is facing an ongoing credibility crisis. <laughs> And it intensified when former staunch supporter Liu Monghong, often nicknamed Dream Bear, told the weekly magazine Ison Affairs that the chief executive had broken promises to appoint him as an executive councillor made during the CE election campaign. He also made allegations of triad involvement in the election and told the magazine that Learn lied about the legal structures at his peak home. Liu has admitted that one factor in his public allegations was his own arrest in the ICAC investigation of the Pearl Oriental Oil, of which he is a vice chairman. Last Sunday, the Apple Daily newspaper printed a letter in which Liu asked Leung to step in and stopped an ICAC probe against him. In the letter, he threatened to set off a political bomb if Leung did not agree. Liu was arrested again by the ICAC on Wednesday for attempts to pervert the course of justice. We 
不知道什么，他被这个这个廉政公署啊，这个调查啊，呃，以及他写这封信，他不知道的，你知道吗？我觉得，首先要知道真相，就这里面，梁振英是不是在竞选特首的时候，这个对刘梦雄？做了那些许诺，啊，不知道。The latest poll conducted by the University of Hong Kong's public opinion program showed that Lern's popularity is down to 46 points, lower than either Tung Chiwa or Donald Trump at the stage of their terms of office. 我得到的印象，香港社会各界人士，包括普罗大众，对。梁振英先生领导的新一届特区政府的工作满意度远远好于我们部分媒体所做的评论。系中联办走出嚟，系去即系高调地系去撑政府，又或者撑特首，其实背后都系代表咗正正系即系佢哋认为而家啊政府嘅管治威信系低下，民望系低下，佢哋出嚟系要去救急啊，甚至乎救亡咁样嘅姿态。Last week, financial commentator David Webb posted the ID card numbers of many of Hong Kong's company directors on his website. Now, after threats from the government, he's taken them down again. Those ID card numbers are in the public domain. So, why the caution? Well, David Webb is here in the studio to tell us. Why did you, in fact, put them up in the first place and feel compelled to take them down? The ID numbers are part of a very large database that I have on website. It's called Website Who's Who, has over a hundred thousand people in it, and uh, I've been using ID numbers to distinguish between people with the same name for a long time. When the recent controversy of, over the company's ordinance came up, over whether or not ID numbers、uh, should still be shown in full in the、uh, company's registry, I thought, well, why not just show how much information is already out there? Uh, so I posted a list of names and their corresponding ID numbers that were already available on public documents, not inside the company's registry but elsewhere. And that was about a thousand names, wasn't it?、Uh, yes, just over that.、Mm. And and you, you got a, 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 a what could be called a warning letter from the Privacy Commissioner, but they didn't actually threaten you with action. So why did you decide to, well, they, to take them away? To take that away? The, the letter and a very public announcement that they made at the same time suggested that I was breaking the law, and of course I don't want to break the law.、Um, so, so out of an abundance of caution, until they can clarify this issue, I have removed that page of the website. Who's who? But, But the, the real issue here is whether or not I was breaking the law. I would like to put it back up. I would like to. Carry on compiling information on individuals in Hong Kong, on directorships and government positions, and so on.、Uh, and、uh, I want to know for sure now that I can do that. Obviously, it involves personal data, but it's in the public domain uh, without um, fear of uh, prosecution. And can you just explain why is it so necessary to have this、um, extent of identification? Well, an ID number is just an identifier. It is not actually. A piece of personal data, in the sense that it tells me nothing about you,、uh, and it is important to be able to distinguish between individuals in their public roles, whether they're directors of companies, liquidators,、uh, sitting on government committees, or whatever. We'd like to know whether it's that John Smith、uh, or another John Smith, or equivalently John Wong, who is sitting on 
uh, that, that particular body. So it's very useful to, to be clear about who we're talking about in legal agreements and other fields. And I think it's fair to say that this controversy was triggered by research done in Hong Kong on mainland companies which fingered Chinese leaders mm. or, or relatives of Chinese leaders as having a stake in these companies. Yes, it's, that, that certainly brought attention to the issue. In fact, the government proposed changes to the company's ordinance back in 2009, and we've been overtaken by those uh, investigative journalism stories, which were facilitated in part by uh, open access to the company's registry and the land registry and being sure about who individuals were rather than saying, oh, they've got the same name as a cousin of a state leader. It might not be the same person. So it's important to uniquely identify people. And would it really be a blow if the right to publish these um, identifiers in, in the shape of ID numbers came about? Uh, if if uh, what I was doing, compiling public information in Hong Kong, was, was illegal, first of all, it puts the publication sector here at a disadvantage to overseas publishers who, who could have done the same thing with the available data. And secondly, it raises the question whether anyone accessing that information from within Hong Kong, even if it is on an overseas website, would be uh, breaking the law and becoming a data user themselves. It raises the prospect of a firewall around Hong Kong um, uh, where users inside would not be able to access that kind of information. Well, David Webb, thank you very much indeed. And we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. Increasingly, new media are vying with the print and TV media in terms of getting news to the public faster, and it spreads more quickly on other social media. Of late, one new media outlet, Hong Kong's House News, has secured a reputation for breaking news stories before the traditional media, including the one about paid protesters in a recent pro-government rally. Facebook到流連啦,咁啊,有即係其實我哋主要誒daily嘅時候都係喺Facebook到流連啦,咁啊,有即係其實誒都會睇到幾多得意嘅嘢嘅,咁呢個就係其中一個誒好得意嘅
你點能夠點樣拗得贏呢？我唔知道點樣你可以，你點樣去企喺其他嘅位置度？咁、呃、我哋希望係、呃、香港係一路變好噶啦，當然係一個更開放、一個更民、一個更民主、一個更包容嘅一個城市。咁樣就誒誒咁，當然喺政治上有佢嘅誒時間表，有佢個路路線圖啊。咁我哋希望喺我哋站喺傳媒嘅位置上邊，我哋都扮演到我哋嘅角色咯。嗯、錢係一個誒好、呃、重要嘅嘅嘅問題啦。咁啊，過去一段時間都好多好多猜測嘅，係咪話邊邊個邊個誒誒喺後邊？咁其實好夾好誒誒誒 ，what you see is what you get，OK？、Okay? 咁啊，我哋誒誒誒，正如頭先我所講啦，我哋係啊，我哋希望係會誒有一個 business model， 希望可以賺到錢，希望能夠喺某程度上可以支持到我哋呢個運作啊，做一路落去嘅。咁但係一班成年人去搞生意咧，有個好處咧，就唔係話完全係。基於一腔嘅任性、一腔熱誠去,去,去做嘅，尤其是我喺商業社會都運作咗好耐㗎啦，咁咪諗過度過先至去,去做嘅，咁樣就、呃、今時今日雖然我哋班同事咧個個都好有 h a 嘅人嚟嘅，但係都要好似你話齋都要都要有個、呃、市場或者接近,接近一,個一個市場嘅嘅待遇，咁我哋梗係希望可以做到咁啦，係嘛？哦，傳統媒介我諗我都做咗成二十年啦，咁、啊呃、就係、是、做咗咁多年啦，就會發現即係可能都要改一改變。Editor 咁可能係一個比較傳統媒體機構入面一個角色啦，嚇、啊。咁、啊、curator 咧就、呃、我諗係比較喺網上一個、呃、文化更加係去適合。點解呢？因為網上嗰個資訊咧，可能係比你傳統媒體。入機構入邊要面對嘅資訊要更加大嘅，因為可能咧你喺傳統媒體裏面做一個 editor 嘅角色咧，你可能係面對同事出去採訪做翻嚟嘅一啲嘅材料，咁可能係你有十個同事咁一日做二十段咁樣嚇，咁你就喺入面做一啲篩選啊，做一啲嘅、呃呃、取捨咁樣，但係喺個網上面咧，你其實係面對嗰、那個嗰、那個宇宙啊，係啊，大好多好多嘅。我個仔七歲，咁啊，我屋企咧就冇訂報紙嘅，咁啊，我就誒喺網上面睇報紙，咁啊，我個仔長大咧，佢有機會係唔係好知道報紙係乜嘢嚟嘅，咁誒，咁如果你叫我今日去搞嘢，我希望搞樣嘢係係將來都都仲喺度噶啦。Well, we've been having a little bit of conflict in Hong Kong recently, mostly of a verbal and political nature. But that's nothing compared to what the citizens of Afghanistan have been facing since at least the late 1970s. That's probably why one journalist from that country, who's now studying Hong Kong, might see the SAR's woes as a welcome respite. This one, yeah, yeah, that's good. But for student, how much for student? Ah, it's a really nice place. I really enjoy from the environment, from the seeing of the beautiful flowers. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Hey, Happy New Year!
This was Abdul Martin Safrazi's first experience of Chinese New Year celebrations, a big contrast to his home country of Afghanistan. We also have a new year. We should have to celebrate it with uh, a gathering like this uh, in, in public area. Um, uh, but, but, unfortunately now we cannot do it. We cannot uh, come together with this uh, uh, big gathering for the security problem. Martin, 28, came to Hong Kong last September. He's studying for a master degree in journalism through a scholarship program. In his own country, he worked with international media, covering conflicts in his hometown of Kunduz in northern Afghanistan. Most of the time when I uh, was receiving the call, it was maybe about the suicide attack, bomb explosion. But in Hong Kong, it's just about the um, good future, about the study, about the education. As an American, I mostly associated it with the war before I, before I came here. When I think of Afghanistan, I think of a country that's very rich in culture and history that has been devastated by war. Since 1978, Afghanistan has been in conflict experiencing a communist revolution, Soviet invasion, interfactional fighting between Islamist groups, the rise and removal of the Taliban, and NATO intervention. Peace is a distant memory. From our office, there is a playground. There were some children from the poor family, and they're polishing the shoes of other people to make some money and go to the school. And one day I heard an explosion. I also suddenly saw the hand, one hand of the, this, this, this children. And, uh, he was like uh, polishing the shoes with a small box with uh, a little bit of money that he was making from the people. Even with more than 100,000 international troops in the country, the Afghan people remain victims of armed power struggles. And Taliban came to our family and they asked food and a room to stay for a night. And it's really hard in Afghanistan, in a village, to refuse the suggestion of the armed group and say to them, you cannot do this. You should have to accept, otherwise you can lose your life. After uh, two days or three days, something like this, uh, during the night, American special troop with the Afghan special troop, they came by helicopters to our village and they came to our family and they arrest like my father, my uncle, all of them, you know. And this is why we heard the Taliban were there and you give them food. Why? Security threats and checks are so rampant that even taking a walk freely is a luxury that Martin never previously dreamed of. It's really surprised to me. After three months, I saw the policeman in uh, Hong Kong. Nobody searched me. Nobody told me to where you are you're going and what you are doing. Some fear that civil war may erupt after the United States withdraws most of its troops from Afghanistan in 2014. 
yet Martin is determined to go back after graduating this summer. The new generation, uh, they like to go to school. They don't like to be a fighter. If the new generation, they continue uh, their studies and Taliban not come back, you know, uh, it gave us a better hope. We will have maybe a developed country, a better country, a peaceful country. We'll be back at the same time next week. See you then. There was a time when men were kind, when their voices were soft and their words inviting. There was a time when love was blind and the world was a song and the song was exciting. There was a time it all